0: Hi, and welcome to episode 120 of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, editor-in-chief at iPhone Life.
1: And I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher.
0: Today, we are going to talk about hands-on experiences with the iPhone 11 Pro. (laughs) David got his Pro over the weekend, and so he's gonna tell you about uh, how many days has it been? Like four well, days? It's
1: been about four days. It's four yeah. days with the new phone. Four days with my new phone. I woke up thanks to Apple's new pre-order. I could get up at seven in the morning and do it. And it was pretty luxurious. And my phone was came. 2 a.m., right? It, yeah, it used to be like 2 a.m. And I never did it. And then my phone would come like a month later. So I got my phone right on the first day I
0: possibly could. And I've been enjoying it. So I'm happy to tell you guys about it. Awesome. Uh, Before we start getting into the hands-on experiences with the iPhone 11 Pro, David's gonna tell you about our sponsor for this episode.
1: Yeah, and it's a very applicable sponsor because (laughs) I'm gonna tell you guys about Element Case, which as all of you all are getting your new phones or even for your existing phones, Element Case has a really awesome line of cases. They have a a whole line for the iPhone uh, 11 Pro and the iPhone 11. Uh, They call it the X2 line and they have really affordable cases, you know, starting at $25 up to, and this one I want to show you. This one is one of the most protective cases I've ever seen. Mm. It's really sleek. It's called the Element Case Black Ops Elite. Um, So I'm going to read it to you because there's so many crazy specs that I uh, had to just write it all down um, so it has machine g10 and aircraft grade aluminum uh, on the chassis uh, which is a provides a rugged foundation and then they apply a uh, tough black type 3 hard anandized coating on top of all of it to give it this really cool matte finish it's really solid it's a really sleek looking case make sure you check it out or if you want a more affordable option, they have that as well. Go to elementcase.com or we'll link to it in the show notes at iphonelife.com slash podcast.
0: Cool. Yeah, I know cases are a whole new thing you have to think about when you get a new phone. Even if you get, like, I'm upgrading from the iPhone 10 to the iPhone 11 Pro and it has the same screen size, but now with a new camera, array, You still mm-hmm. do need to get a new case. So it's something exactly. you do have to think about. Um, I wanted to tell all of you about a special promotion that we have going on right now. iOS 13 came out last week, as many of you know, and to celebrate the operating system release, we're doing a special discount off of iPhone Life Insider. That's our premium educational service for iPhone users. On the day of the release, we came out with a guide uh, for iOS 13 that teaches you all of the new features and so it's a great time to sign up to learn how to use your new operating system and you get 50% off with our special promotion. And
1: so. we have a secondary promotion that we're really yeah. excited about. If you are a senior, if you're a service member or a veteran, you get an additional 10% off. So that's 60% total. So they're stacking promotions.
0: Yeah, so would, we have this uh, discount applied with our usual URL, which is iphonelife.com slash podcast discount. So go to that and you'll get 50 to 60% off depending on you know the level of, uh, depending on whether you're a senior or if you uh, have a military background. <laughs> and it's 60 years old and older, it, the uh, senior discount applies to you. So we're really excited to add that. That's something that people have been requesting for a while. Um, So, iphonelife.com slash podcast discount and you can learn all the new features of iOS 13. Now, I want to talk about our daily tip. Uh, This week, we thought an obvious one to do would be how to update to iOS 13. A lot of you probably have already done this, but some of you haven't. Whether or not it, sometimes it takes Apple a few days to roll out the new operating system. So, you may just be seeing that in your updates. And also, I think a lot of people just hesitate To go through with the process because they want to hear how it goes for their friends first yeah so i know some people have been waiting on that so if you go into your settings app on your phone and then um, general then software update you'll see if ios 13 is there but there are a couple steps you want to take first and that's what i want to talk about first you want to make an iCloud backup so if you go into your settings app tap your account profile at the top then tap iCloud Then iCloud Backup, you'll have the option to backup now. You'll need to be connected to Wi-Fi in order to do that. You'll also want to make sure you have enough local storage freed up on your device, so you'll go into your your local storage settings to to check on that. And you want to make sure you have at least four to five gigabytes free on your device.
1: And to do that, you go into settings in general and then iPhone storage. And there's a lot of photo management or storage management settings It's a Freudian slip. Cause it's always interesting <laughs> photo management in the end.
0: <laughs> yeah. You can clear some photos um, yeah. potentially. Um, and then yeah, once you're ready, you go to settings, general software update, You'll need to make sure your phone has at least 50% power or is plugged in to a power source. You'll need to be connected to Wi-Fi. And then also make sure that you're just not planning on leaving your Wi-Fi network for the next half hour or so while your phone completes the update. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have to restart your phone at the end and you'll have iOS 13 ready And
1: to go. as a bonus tip, we have a whole workshop on this where we go through each of those steps in a lot more detail. Mm-hmm. So we will link to that. So if anybody hasn't updated and they want to watch that uh, workshop, then feel free to check that out at com slash podcast.
0: That's right. Okay, so now we are ready to talk about the iphone 11 pro so what have been your impressions so far david
1: i would say overall i am liking it i am a little bit i don't want to say underwhelmed but it it feels like i'm enjoying it but it's not a life-changing update now Mm. i'm updating from the iphone 10 so i already had a lot of the features that my people might already uh, if you are updating from an older phone, would make a really big difference. Like my partner got the 11 as well, 11 Pro, and she updated from an 8. And so having an OLED display, having uh, no buttons, so you have a full f- screen on your phones, those types of updates I had already experienced, which are right. really amazing. But for me, the biggest difference was, of course, the camera.
0: The camera, so let's get into the camera. What what are the differences you've noticed besides the camera?
1: Okay, well let me back up and give you guys kind of the technical what is yeah, different. Yeah. First of all, I'm gonna, if you, for those watching, I'm gonna take my case off and show you guys the new green. So that I got the midnight green display, and i'm enjoying oh, it it, it looks actually, a little bit less green than the photos made it looks it seem. way
0: less green to me than the photos like
1: it, it i feel like if somebody had not told me it was called midnight green i would have thought of it as being pretty close to like the slate gray you know yeah
0: it's way more it's like gray it has a le- slight kind of iridescent shimmer to the back of it the camera area looks more green than the rest of it yeah
1: well it's interesting because it's a matte back finish except mm-hmm. for the camera which is glossy which I'm I, in, in I general like I think it looks really nice. I'm happy because my concern was that it would be too green. <laughs> yeah, so the, the pictures did make it look almost you guys. a little... Sorry, yeah, we were
0: all staring at it. Like it might be a little over-the-top green mm-hmm. um, more like army green. It, yeah. it doesn't look like that. Um, so
1: let me describe the cameras to you. Um, if you guys are regular listeners you'll be used to this but it has three cameras and I actually don't know which one's which so I'm not going to try to point <laughs> to it but the three cameras are the wide-angle lens, which is the standard camera that's been on the iPhone for years and years, the two-time optical zoom, which is the same camera that is on the iPhone X and 10s, and, and then has a super wide-angle lens. Uh, and that one, of course, is, as the name would imply, lets you be even more wide-angle than the wide-angle lens. So that's the three cameras that are there. Um, In general, what I would say about it, here's sort of my likes and dislikes about it. The super wide angle I feel like will be really awesome for uh, when I'm traveling, for kind of nature pictures. For everyday use, I found found myself not using it very much and it's because if there is something close to you, it distorts the image a little bit to get that super wide angle. Uh, So like, Hmm. if you're like, I tried doing it, I was at like a parade and my stepson was right in front of me and I tried to do the wide angle and it, it gave me obviously a nice wide view of it, but it also just made him who was standing right in front of me look a little bit distorted.
0: Interesting. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, sort of like, and
1: we are, we're all kind of used to this with like, you know, a, so a fish eye is a very extreme example of that same distortion, but like in order to get that really wide view, you have to kind of tweak it a little bit. So I feel like it'll be useful in some circumstances, but is not. I have not yet found it to be useful in my day to day.
0: So, like, maybe more useful if it's a landscape without a person in it? Or
1: if the person's a little farther away. It Mm. doesn't distort it, like, always. It's just that if you have something really close to you and something really far away from you, it has a hard time with that.
0: Okay, that's Um, good to
1: know. What I actually found myself really enjoying about the wide angle, and they didn't, uh, the super wide angle, they didn't talk about this up front, so I, I I discovered it, is that... I use portrait mode a lot, Mm -hmm. and with portrait mode, the default is to go to two times zoom, uh, because then it uses both cameras to give you that blended portrait mode effect where you're blurring the background. Well now, because I have that super wide angle, i have the option of doing a two-time zoom or a one-time zoom on the portrait mode so you don't always have to be super zoomed because sometimes i'd be wanting to take a picture of somebody who's right in front of me and do portrait mode and when i as soon as i put in portrait mode it's like way too close and i'm having to back up and get just the right angle and so now it, it like both gives you more options and makes it easier to get the right distance for portrait mode to actually take effect
0: yeah that's one reason i don't use portrait mode that much is it makes you move eight feet away and a lot of times you're trying to take a picture of something closer so you don't have to be that far away anymore. you don't
1: have to be that far away anymore i think i'm still messing around with like what the limitations are but it gives you it certainly from a visual perspective means you're not Sometimes, like when I'd go to portrait in mode, mode on someone. yeah, and I'm like too close, and then like, yeah. it's already I already feel a little bit annoyed with portrait mode that I have to f- fuss with it while somebody's sitting there waiting, and I yeah. think it cuts down on that, which is really nice.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, um, the other setting that I wanted to ask you about was night mode. Yeah, That's something, um, low light photography for a long time has been sort of a pain point on the iPhone. I think the iPhone takes really great photos. But Android phones for a while have had competing have had um, similar features to what the new phones have called night sight in the Google Pixel and night mode in the iPhone that uses i 'm um, not sure exactly how it works but it, uses it does
1: computational photography so okay. rather than how traditionally you 're taking a photo at night would be either you're using a flash or you're using what's called a long exposure, which means you're leaving the shutter open in your camera for a long time. Now that's on an SLR camera. It doesn't work on a digital camera to do that very easily. Uh, And it also, if you do a long exposure, it means that if you have someone in the photo, they get blurred because any movement while your shutter's open blurs it. Mm -hmm. So it replicates what would have been a long exposure But it does it in a way that can work on digital and it does that using artificial intelligence. So it kind of looks pixel by pixel and attempts to say what would have happened if this were a more traditional long exposure shot, which is really cool. It is really cool. (laughs) Like it's fun to geek out on this. Um, And how it works is it actually, and this surprised me, in the evening it, it gives you a little button to allow you to turn it on and it actually takes th- you can set it between one to three seconds so it's sort of actually replicating the long exposure experience so, so it's it,
0: not automatic it doesn't just go on as soon as the light is low it is not automatic it's
1: something you can toggle on or off like you would either live photo or uh um or a flash and I don't know if it the default is on or not I'd have hmm. to check okay Um but it takes You can set it between one to three seconds the default or one to ten seconds the default is three seconds and so you hold it you take a photo and first of all i guess to back up with the new pro the photos take instantly generally which is really nice they do a lot of clever things in the background to be able to be when you push that shutter on your phone it takes the photo instantly with night what's it called night mode night mode yeah night mode it takes three seconds so you're standing there and you're watching it fill in in three seconds and you can set it up to ten seconds um, interesting so that's how it works my experience I have yet to <laughs> make it work well um, I think some of that is that it needs you needs to be the right circumstance so I did one in my room um, and I had I have a salt lamp in my room, and a salt lamp is a very, very red yeah, light. Pinkish and, red. Yeah. And so it filled in and it was like too red. The photo, like the night mode worked very well in the sense that like it clearly ha- captured a crisp photo in, in a certain in a lighting circumstance where it would not have been able to do that otherwise.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah, David showed me this photo, and it, yeah, was, it was interesting. It was a
1: way. weird color photo. Yeah. But I think it's a unique situation in that it's unusual to have a lighting source. The only lighting source in the room was a red light. Uh, and so I think that was why, but we'll have to see. I also then later did a couple, like, And I took a few photos of my my dog and like I went down to let her out at night and I took a photo and there was like no light. Like I could not see my dog Mm -hmm. and I used it and you could see it.
0: Really? It's
1: not a high quality photo. Like it looks like kind of like almost like like a criminal shot of like somebody Uh. in the background. But like it was pretty impressive that it worked at all because I with my eye could not see my dog and my camera could without using a flash.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to try out this feature because I do feel like as it stands now, photos in lighting where you can see everything perfectly fine can turn out really dark. Yeah, I feel like
1: it'll be like I'm very optimistic that it'll have a very useful use case but I just have yet to get into a circumstance where I'm trying to take a photo in low light, but enough light where it'll work, you know? yeah, yeah. So it's not perfect, it's not but perfect. it seems pretty cool.
0: Yeah, early reviews online have like said it, it compares pretty favorably to Night Sight. That's the Google yeah. Pixel one. And I'm excited because one of my best friends has the Google Pixel. My phone's coming in a week, and so we can compare side by side, like go out and shoot pictures in night in our night modes together.
1: And part of why I'm being a little bit more generous with the feature is that it has reviewed well online. So, Mm -hmm. you know, people who have taken out and tested it more thoroughly than I have, have found that it works really well. So uh, my assumption is that it will do what it's supposed to do. I Mm -hmm. just haven't had the opportunity to test it yet.
0: Other things like the faster processor, would you say that's something you've noticed a difference between the 10 and the 11 Pro or is it pretty minimal? Yeah,
1: so again, I'm upgrading from a pretty new phone, Mm -hmm. but I will say that all of the, everything has worked as promised. So it definitely is a snappier phone. Like I've been really appreciating that it is faster and it's one of those little things we talk about every year, but yes, it only saves, saves you microseconds, but it saves you microseconds in every interaction with your phone you have. And so it really adds up and it's really satisfying because it's fast enough where you don't find yourself waiting for it to load. It just is loading. Uh, And I have noticed Face ID is faster. It's supposed
0: to be 30% faster, does that sound about right?
1: I I didn't clock it, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it definitely is noticeably faster, which again is really nice. Like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal, it doesn't take that long, but like I'd always find myself staring at my phone for that split second waiting for everything Mm -hmm. to load. And now like previews for my phone, like, I have it set to the previews only show up when my phone's unlocked and that happens like almost instantly I can unlock my phone almost instantly so I have noticed it's faster I'm particularly appreciating the battery life because the battery quality on my iPhone 10 was down to 86 percent and I wasn't making it through the day and Which I've sucks. had no yeah. problems with my battery uh, and it's been a particularly trying time for my battery because when you get a new phone you're like downloading all your apps and i had to be on call with with verizon customer service for a few hours so the whole story for another day uh but it, it i haven't gone easy on my phone and my batteries lasted,
0: up, lasted great so that's great yeah the other thing that i doubt you've tested that much is that the new phones have tough glass that's supposed to be um a lot stronger like if you drop your phone do you have any thoughts on that or is that i mean are you still i see you have a screen protector and a case on so
1: yeah for those watching i have a screen protector and a case and i'm actually when we talk about our gear i'll tell you guys about it but uh i clearly took the decision not to trust it i Mm. debated trusting it and then my partner's like, we have a seven-year-old, you're crazy. And so I didn't, Yeah, <laughs> and I he's mean, already dropped my phone. So yeah, I mean, I'm not, but I'm pretty tempted.
0: I kinda wanna link, to, Apple has a funny commercial that just came out for the iPhone 11 where they have like the new phone up on a tripod and a bunch of stuff being launched at it, <laughs> like a wedding cake being dropped on it, toys and stuff and food hitting it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I I still think I'll use an iPhone case, but it is comforting to know that it's more durable than past iPhones.
1: Yeah, it is comforting. It does make me sad to cover it up because it is such a beautiful phone.
0: I have to say, I really like the midnight green. Like I think if it was overly green, I'd get sick of it. And this color is like nice and subtle.
1: I agree. Um, A couple other things. I think we've basically covered it. I will say the audio quality is supposed to be better when you're just projecting the audio. I have not found that to be true. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure it is true, but it wasn't noticeable to me because I actually do pretty frequently. Like if I'm listening to a podcast, sometimes I get lazy and don't connect it to a speaker. Yeah, And so I tested it pretty thoroughly. Uh, it's fine. I can hear it, but it's not like, oh my gosh, this is so much better than my iPhone X in terms of the audio quality.
0: Hmm, that's good to know. I think that covers it. Anything else that I missed? Um, no, I think those were the main... The key feature is I'm. I think like once I have mine too. If we have anything to add, we can talk about it in a future episode. Yeah,
1: loop back. Um, And I'm getting my Apple Watch delivered soon, so we'll have a hands-on with my Apple Watch pretty soon. That'll be fun. I'm excited about.
0: Let's talk about apps and gear that can go with. Yeah, I know for you, you have new gear for your 11 Pro.
1: Yeah, so I thought this would be a convenient time to tell you guys what I have on my phone. And a, a little bit of a caveat is I sort of just as a publisher of iphone related content we get a lot of gear in-house so i sort of just Mm -hmm. rated our box so i will be swapping out and testing a bunch of stuff more thoroughly and give you guys a little bit more but i've been pretty happy with what i got i have the nomad rugged case on and it has leather back uh and i i think i'm pretty happy with it because it looks classy it's a little bit of unique look a lot of the ones that have leather back either i get worried about how it's going to age, but the, one of their like things they do on their website is they show you what it looks like in a hundred days, kind of the typical use case. And with leather, I mean, it, because it's a high quality leather, it. I like when leather gets a little scuffed up, yeah. And like kind of. We, we, weathered a little bit you know what i mean
0: and nomad really talks about i like goes for that look
1: yeah and they use what they claim is a high quality leather and it feels high quality but it's also like pretty resistant which is nice and it's water resistant as well so that case is 50 dollars um i'm enjoying it in general I, nomad has high quality products it's also one of those funny things when you're in the industry we go to conferences and we meet them and they're very nice people <laughs> so i always like recommending companies that are also nice people um it's a
0: nice mix of looking like businessy but also kind of rugged. Which yeah. Is nice. One thing um, in the tests that I was reading online about the durability of the eleven Pro, it said the camera is the most breakable part. So oh. it's nice that it looks like it has a lip over the camera so yeah. if you dropped it on its back the camera most likely wouldn't break.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And I will say that
1: typically I use a ZAG screen protector and this I partly cuz it was available to me. I use the Otterbox one, but they have a new screen protector. I'm just looking up the name of it real quick. Uh, they have a new screen protector called the Amplify and it's by Corning. It, they use Corning glass. So kind of a little bit behind the scenes in the glass screen protector industry, almost everybody uses what's called soda glass. And it's uh, like, so most of the glass screen protectors you use are gonna be pretty much generic glass, but this is a higher quality glass, a little bit more scratch resistant, less likely to break. Cause in the past I, I'd used OtterBox's alpha screen protectors and they tended to break on me. Mm. So I've been happy with it. And the thing that I loved about it, and it's such a little thing, But, they it comes with a screen applicator, where it lines up your your uh, glass screen protector with your phone. It's like a little plastic thing you dock your phone in when you apply it, and it's so nice to not have to like. I always mess it up. I I always get it wrong. And so do I. Like. It probably cost him like literally two cents to do this and it made such a difference to me so i I am enjoying it i'm enjoying it's (laughs) a higher quality glass uh uh, at least trusting that it will work better because of that it's a little more expensive so it's called the otterbox amplify and it's fifty dollars
0: yeah that is pricey but if it works yeah
1: exactly and i think in general I like the little higher quality ones. So I, I, I don't recommend, to be honest, I don't recommend their alpha glass screen protector. So
0: yeah, good to know. So the accessories that I chose today, you actually probably don't want to get, if you have the 11, 11 pro or 11 pro max, because you'll already have one. And that's the USB-C chargers for the. For the phones. If you have an iPhone 8 or later, you have fast charging a fast charging capable phone. That means that if you use a lightning to usb c cable with it, you can charge it in you can charge it up to 50% in 30 minutes. So it's significantly faster than a regular lightning to USB A cable. Um it doesn't include that in the box though when you buy an iPhone um unless you get an iPhone 11 line, then Apple now includes those mm-hmm. fast charging cables. Um, but anyways, I've been using built Belkin has a boost charge USB-C um, to lightning wall adapter and cable. And those are um, it's 49 99 for the adapter. It's 29 99 for the cable. It's a little bit pricey, but the cable is super nice. It has a braided nylon outside and a, tough interior that's as tough as Kevlar and it has a little um it has a little snap closure too so it's easy for travel and they come in like nice colors um nice kind of natural woven colors. The wall adapter has a USB C port as well as a USB A port. Oh, so a nice. lot of times I'll be charging my Bluetooth speaker while I also am charging my iPhone. And I just think that it's awesome to be able to charge your phone that fast and a lot of people don't know about it
1: Yeah, I know we've been sort of on an advocate yeah. advocacy mission lately <laughs> do yourself a favor if you did not get the new phone and you have a phone that supports rapid charge, go buy one of these products because it really makes such a difference I find especially like when I'm traveling and I stop by the hotel for half an hour and I need to top off my top off my phone because I'm traveling it's like a lot of times I'm using GPS and it drains my phone mm-hmm. it's such a lifesaver like some Sometimes literally because I need to be able to go back out and navigate and get home at the end of the day and use my maps and being able to actually get enough charge to make that all happen is so nice.
0: Yeah, I think for traveling, it's essential. It's also would make a really nice gift going into the holiday season, I think. Now, make sure Um, they
1: don't have the pro because it comes by default with these charging solutions. Although I will say... I love Apple. Their charging cables are terrible. They break yeah. so quickly. So it still would make a good gift.
0: That's true. Um, again, if you go to iPhoneLife.com slash podcast, we'll have links to all the products we talked about here. Uh, for the question of the week, let's find out from people how they're liking their iPhone, uh, if, whether you have the iPhone 11. Or the Pro or Pro Max. Let us know how you're liking it, because yeah. I bet some of our listeners here are Apple fans enough that they also woke up early and ordered like you did. I bet <laughs> they did.
1: And do us a favor, send us some uh, night mode shots. I'm curious yeah. to see if the lighting
0: works for you. Yes, that would be awesome. Um, and I think that wraps up our episode for this week. We have a quick one for you. Unless
1: this you're an insider, then stick around. We've got I've got a really juicy complaint. I'm so excited. Okay,
0: awesome. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, and remember to leave a review for our show if you enjoy it on Apple Podcasts.
1: Helps other people discover it. All right. Bye.
0: Bye.